touchdown, Kansas City. This is the Chiefs postgame show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. If you want Chiefs, follow the leader. Sports Radio 810 WHB. By Chiefs' current standards, which are high, it was a rather mundane victory today, workmanlike, as the Chiefs are winners by a score of 30 to 20. And of a lackluster fourth quarter for the offense, but opportunistic play by the defense kept it right where it was when it looked a little dangerous early in the fourth quarter. Another routinely semi-magnificent performance by Patrick Mahomes. But then he showed why maybe down the road we'll have one of those days. When he made a couple of crazy decisions, he still is someone who's going to want to make a play each and every time. Probably should have had two picks, had one, had one dropped. Uh, but they were actually offsetting personal fouls on that play, so I believe it wouldn't have counted. And the Chiefs get the win 30-20. to 20. It's yet another division win. I don't know how many umpteen in a row that is. It's another win over the Broncos, making it seven in a row after they had lost seven in a row to the Broncos. And the Chiefs now up to 7-1 and one with a 30-20 to 20 victory as Patrick Mahomes throws four touchdown passes. Sammy Watkins gets over 100 yards in rushing. But today, as opposed to last week's home game, there were some flies in the ointment. Somehow the Denver Broncos have managed to have two of their three best offensive days against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have shown once again that complementary football is very important for them because if this game had stayed completely within, say, a one-score game the entire game, Denver might have run for 300 yards because uh, the Chiefs could not do anything about the rush offense of the Denver Broncos. But in the end, a burst of five consecutive possessions where the Chiefs scored proves to be the elixir, and the Chiefs are winners by a count of 30-10. to 10. Danny Klinkscale, Brad Porter, Joshua Briscoe. Brad, I'll let you have first dibs this week. 30-20, to 20, sorry. Thank you. Just say 23, 20. 23, right? 23. 23. 30 to 23. I'll yeah, get it right. What's going on? Okay. Third time's the end. You know, one thing you should probably should do as host of a post-game show is <laughs> no, write down the, the score. Get the score right, and it's written down. It's right always the last thing I write it's down. It's written down right in front of me, as a matter of fact, right there, 30 to 23. So, Brad Porter, let's talk about this 42 to 10 <laughs> win by the Chiefs. Make up death stomping. 30 to 23, and they had to survive a potential Music City miracle, but uh, had control as they have in most games, and also shrugged off a good start by Denver. Yeah, it was a little more adventurous than it needed to be at the end. As you said, scoring on five straight possessions at that point, I, I thought the Chiefs were gold, and then they kind of get. Uh, cooled down again and Denver made it a little bit close Case Keenum I thought had a pretty decent day and I, Lindsay and Booker were just shredding the Chiefs left and right it didn't matter most of it was power up the middle I mean that's grade school high school stuff old school high school stuff there was no real surprise there wasn't anything fancy about what the Broncos did but they attacked the Chiefs weaknesses inside and had a field day fortunately um, D. Ford comes up with, uh, you know, a couple of sacks. Uh, Dorian O'Daniel made some great tackles in space today, which we haven't seen from Chiefs linebackers that much this season. I thought he was terrific. Um, and the two strip sacks by Ford and both recovered by Speaks looked 
almost identical. I mean, Speaks is in the same spot every time. So, you, you, as you said, complimentary football. When the offense got cooled down towards the end, made it a little closer than it needed to be, the defense came up uh, with a couple, <clears throat> a couple of stops. By the way, five sacks today for the Chiefs, ties the season high. And I've got a list, which I can get to later, of um, historical categories that Patrick Mahomes reached today as he does each and every weekend. And by the way, seven straight wins over the Broncos and make it 19 of the last 20 over AFC West opponents. And that's what you got to do first, win the division. No question about that, Josh. I'll talk about the defense because I, you know, Mahomes is the easy conversation, right? Right. The, the defense is, is just sort of baffling because even at this point, we're halfway through this season and I don't know what they are totally because here's what I've got. They're up and down, right? We've seen them be up and down, but you also see like Case Keenum be up and down. The the barometer for being a good unit in the NFL is not being super inconsistent. So it's fantastic that they got the strip sack. And the two strip sacks, one of them they recovered. The Kendall Fuller interception was a tremendous play. I haven't seen that from him yet in Kansas City. Uh, love to see more of that from, from uh, Kendall Fuller. But they can win a lot of games with an up-and-down defense. If their defense makes a couple of big plays a game, then they will continue to win games. Although, that wasn't a, it didn't happen in Foxborough whenever they went against a quarterback that was better than Case Keenum or Andy Dalton or Blake Bortles or, or anyone they face so far this year who's not Tom Brady. So the defense has been, has been able to create turnovers, be able to get spo- uh, stops in seven of these eight games in a way that it frees up the offense. My concern is that they can't do it consistently yet. Eric Berry is one of those guys that can create turnovers on a more consistent basis. I'd love to see them add another one. Uh, we got a couple days left to the trade deadline, but Eric Berry being back would be great. We have no idea if he can play football this year. Let's I'm going to take it in a little bit of reverse and, and not quite disagree with you. I think the offense has allowed the defense to be freed up some. Because How so? they, they haven't had to play with any pressure. Oh, I'm good with that, yeah. So if they make a play or two, they know that that – may be sufficient Mm -hmm. if they're playing in dog fights or they're behind for instance in the game then what they're doing is much more stressful i think emotionally on them yeah like like we're blowing the game in this case if they make a couple plays they can stand up there and beat their chest and say we're up by 10 they did pretty good work in the in the final quarter yeah i mean case keenum certainly doesn't have much of a clock in his head i think no. he has a sundial yes. in his head but anyway you were, you were going to say something to josh no. at point before we go to the phones okay no. 913-3810-810 is the phone number looks like gary beat the buzzer this time we didn't have him open till the very end so <laughs> it's, it's a tough call for these guys but actually he beat ryan by 19 seconds 19 gotta, gotta be big on the draw. seconds that's right Gary, you're up first. Chiefs win it, I think, 30-23. to 23. <laughs> Hello, Gary. He said, and looking at the defense, you know, Hitchens going down. Had Hitchens been the one delivering the blow instead of taking the blow, he would have been walking up the field like that. He was trucked on that play. He was trucked all day. Him, Raglan, Naughty, Williams, whoever was playing at nose tackle, those three guys should be embarrassed. They made Philip Lindsay look like a national hero today. One difference between game one and game two for us was Denver tightened their defense against the run. We didn't have a success with their running the football. The Chiefs did nothing to correct anything that was done against them in the previous game against Denver. They had the ball shoved down their throats again today. And the good thing about this offense is it's quick strike. So if a team has a long drive against us, we can get right back in it. But I agree with you guys. At what point... When this defense has to step up for us and we're playing, and let's just say we're in a 17-13 game in the fourth quarter, 
can you really rely on this defense to get the ball back for you to try and win a game or tie a ball game? I don't think we can. And at the end of the first half, Ron Parker, you're playing a prevent defense. Explain to me how a guy gets behind you in the corner of the end zone to catch a touchdown. I want to hear the explanation on that one. And I just don't understand how anybody gets behind the safety when you're playing a prevent at the end of a half. Ron Parker was toasted on that, and I just don't get it. And at what point, if you're the Chiefs, you go to Eric Berry and Justin Houston, Clark Hunt, Brett Veach, and Andy Reid, say, suck it up and get your butt in there, guys, or we're just going to IR you. We don't, need, we don't want you back anywhere next year because we're paying you too much money for what we're getting out of you now. I'll hang up and listen for the show, guys. Well, I think that's kind of harsh, uh, although I know what you're saying, and I, I think that if it was 1992, both of these guys would be playing football, probably risking their future a little bit, mm-hmm. risking the fact that they may not last the season. I talked to a couple people this week, and one thought that these people had who have some familiarity with the situation is that the Super Bowl is in Atlanta this year. Mm, That is Eric Berry's hometown. Mm -hmm. I think the thought is he wants to come back when he knows he's not going to just go right out again. Which is reasonable. I get I th- that. I think it's somewhat reasonable, too. And also, the Chiefs are 7-1. and one. Mm-hmm. They're still the number one seed in the AFC. He's already been in a situation where, and I think these things coalesce. He saw how Justin Houston was handled by the Chiefs medical staff. Yep. These two players all have their own set of advisors now. Most important players do. He's been through extensive medical situations, both football and otherwise, obviously, in the last few years. I think he's going to err on the side of caution. However, however, what it means is that he's not near 100%. He may be 90%. He may be somebody who could play football at a pretty high level, but he knows that perhaps one play could send him out for the rest of the season. There's your dream scenario gone of playing a Super Bowl in your hometown of Atlanta, Georgia. So I kind of get Gary's point a little bit, but I also very much see the player's side. A long time ago, and it's gotten slowly and slowly better, generally the, the team doctor's job was to get you back on the field. He was Dr. Feelgood. He was not uh, in the player's interest. He was in the football team's interest. So your thoughts? Yeah, I, I know several former players. I think you do too, Danny. And there used to be the days where there would be a bowl of pills of different colors. And before the game and at halftime, you'd grab a handful and throw them back. And you'd play through everything. In fact, I think, didn't the former Raiders team doctor write a book Pretty extensive book detailing right. how they cover for the team and tell, well, you're not hurt that bad. We'll give you a cortisone shot, which you can only do, what, once every six months? Not it's, very often. Yeah, I know that. Maybe and, it can once go a year. The, and it can go the wrong way, too. Yeah, it's, it's a dangerous thing to do because then you endanger yourself even more. As far as, Barry's, as far as Barry coming back, I agree with you, Danny. The player I'm waiting for, and this isn't going to make a huge difference, but it will make the defense better, is Daniel Sorensen. And he's he supposed was to be getting pretty he, close, he was, yeah. He was back practicing, or, or at least working out this week. Mm-hmm. It probably wasn't a full go at practice. But Daniel Sorensen would help tremendously because Ron Parker, I I was dumbfounded watching that play. The cornerback, Skandrick was in coverage. Yep. Scored, uh, Skandrick releases him to the safety, and Parker's looking back at Case Keenum. It's crazy. What are you looking for? It was are awful. you going to break the other way if Keenum throws towards the middle? No. Your one responsibility is that guy named Parker. 
and he was 10 yards clear in the end zone. And just before we go back to the phones, I will raise this thought. The Chiefs have really kind of switched up their defense the last couple of weeks and played yes. a lot more zone. Mm -hmm. And I don't think these guys are that comfortable with it yet. I don't think they've practiced it enough maybe to have the feel of passing guys off one to another. The Chiefs played a lot of man-to-man -man early in the season, so I think there's that factor too. Ten seconds on Eric Berry. We need to stop talking about if the Chiefs are going to cut Eric Berry next year. He's either Next year, Eric Berry is either making $16.5 million playing for the Chiefs or $15 million not playing for the Chiefs. He's going to be. There's no cutting Eric Berry. That's just silly. Uh I'm not positive about that. For $1.5 million in cap space? <laughs> You're going to cut him for $1.5 million in cap space? Probably not. Guaranteed money. Probably 15 million. Not. There you go. Let's go to Ryan now. We're guaranteed to talk to him each and every week, and we like that. Hey, appreciate that. Gentlemen, that was a tough game today. Um, I don't care when. I'd rather be cautious with those guys, and we won. Yeah. And we're 6 or 7-1. and one. Um, Beat the Broncos twice. Beat all the – we've got – a lot of time to let these guys get healed up. It's supposedly a week, you know, weaker schedule coming up. Um, I couldn't, you couldn't have asked for a better turnout for the first seven games than six and one. I mean, you could ask for seven and zero, oh, but that's being unrealistic. I mean, even six and one is unbelievable. And if they only win, I don't know. I, I mean, how many games do they think they're going to win, Gary? I mean, 11, 12, 13? I mean, they, even with the injuries piling up, we've got the quarterback that, even though he he's learning like a little, you know, the youngin. Um, it's it, you know throwing the interceptions at least he's trying and such like that and he is winning and uh, but the injury stuff man why talk of cutting them no Gary <laughs> sorry <laughs> um, but anyway yeah he threw me off with that well one. I, I think got, he probably was referring more to Justin Houston who does seem rather likely to not be a chief next year uh, than, middle linebacker scares me now rather than uh, than and, you know with Hitchens going down oh, oh Daniel what does he play safety middle linebacker uh, cornerback I mean well, what is he, I think he, that he I think he didn't I don't think he played very much today from what I saw and I think what he was in there at the end to do was his specialty which is to cover running backs out of the backfield and to finish it off yeah, yeah and when and when Denver well, they might as well play him because Ragland and, and uh, Hitchens are your run stuffers, and there was no run stuffing today. Yeah, there wasn't. That, so. no, and I'll tell you what, Denver, I think Sorrentz did something like they haven't bought him out yet. They're, they're a fighting team and stuff like that, but, um, you know, Keenum's not anything great. Or, but it was a hard-fought game, and it's AFC West. You're playing twice at the same time. Good thing they're behind us now. And, uh, you know, whatever happens with them anyway. But that was a good game, a good heart-fought game. And guess yeah. what? I don't know. Um, just it's just it's not going to be easy. One game at a time. Thanks, All right. Danny. All right. Yeah, I, I agree. This was like, this is sort of Chiefs 2018 light. You know, it wasn't crazy good. They, they took what they were given. There was some pressure on the quarterback. But, man, for pass protection, the patched-up offensive line did a great job mm -hmm. today. Now, I think you saw the effect of it in the run game. There was a lot of timing issues that yeah. were wrong, snaps that were not handled properly, exchanges between the center, the new center, and, and Patrick Mahomes that didn't go entirely smoothly. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes live coming up. JT's here right now. Hey, guys, uh, I just want to call in. I, normally, I disagree with everything Gary says and everything Danny says, so I'm very torn right now. But uh, I would like to say that I think that the what issues we're seeing is because that young defense, the defense is young. That's why it's going to be up and down. I, I'm not surprised there. And I did not hear the latest update on Tyreek Hill. Can you tell me what's going on with his injury? 
He was questionable, and I don't think we have any new information. We might yeah. get some from Andy Reid. We'll see. Yeah, we'll try to get to Andy Reid right at the very start. Now, that always doesn't yeah. always guarantee everything because who was it who was out for this? Oh, Debbie. He didn't. Yeah, even, no he one didn't, even knew about he it. He didn't even say a word about yeah. him, and he ended up being on he IR. He was hurt, like, so. in the first quarter. Right. Yeah, he yeah, played so. center with one arm. So, uh, anyway, yeah, th- 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 that is important. I've, I said this on the pregame show, however. I think the Chiefs could absorb one of their guys going out for a while mm-hmm. of the core five or whatever you're talking about uh but not two I mean, one's okay you want to have them all like they have now but I, you know so if it's a short-term injury they're working in a and thanks a lot for the call they're working in an area right now where at least for the next couple of weeks they can sort of play the jv yeah uh, until they play the rams and let people heal up if indeed they have uh, lightish injuries Jeffrey is next at 913-3810-810. Chiefs win 30-23. to Hi, Danny. Uh, I was really glad when you said the Chiefs won 30-20 to 20 <laughs> or 30-10. That was awesome. Thank you. Uh, but uh, I'm glad you're back on the radio. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, thanks. Bye-bye. Glad, glad to have me back on the radio so I could say the wrong score. <laughs> That's great. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thirty to twenty three, the final score. I'm going to say it about fifty times because you know what? Then I can say my my score percentage accuracy was extremely high because I'm not going to miss it again. Well, where it's important, uh, if you think about having an, uh, a rooting interest in the game outside oh, yeah. of the on the field, I can remember the days when the AP teletype would send out the scores on college football Saturdays, and you'd read them, and then ten minutes later, here comes the corrections, and some guy may have thought he lost. A little bit of lettuce. Or or a lot of lettuce. (laughs) By the way, I'm I'm sure there was a little jump in the step of anyone who had more than a rooting interest in the game. Anthony Sherman was extremely close. (laughs) Extremely close to just scoop and score on the onside kick. And whoever number 38 is, if someone wants to check that for me, uh, 38 for the Steelers. You can blame him because he submarine tackled. For the Steelers? Are you I mean, okay, Danny? Did I say the you Steelers? You said the Steelers. I'm looking up at the screen. <laughs> the I'm looking Steelers up at the run. screen, and the Steelers are playing. Uh, for the Broncos, he uh, he cost you your money because he, he did not quit on the play and uh, dove at the uh, legs of the sausage and cut the sausage in half, and uh, that allowed him to hit the ground and allowed the bet to be won by the Denver Broncos closed at eight and a half from what i was seeing eight or eight and a half damn you shamarco thomas so there you go shamarco thomas is that his name yes very nice very nice tell you that's some creative naming it is going on in the last 20 25 years that's sort of a mosh-up of sherman and marco they also have three thomases on the broncos look at that the more you know yeah there you go let's try mark now chiefs win 30 to 23 over the broncos Hey, yeah, Danny. Um, I think that uh, I think we if we can safely say that the Chiefs once again were, were not very good against the run today. I think before they mentioned in the broadcast they're averaging something like five point five yards a carry, which six point uh, three at the end. Six point three at the end. <laughs> okay, six point three. But but to be honest, and I don't know if this is if it's. Specific to the Chiefs and the makeup of their, the, you know, their the, the offense and the defense, or if it's NFL wise, but I I don't think it really having being, being not being good against the run does not seem to be as big of a deal at least for this Chiefs team. I mean, they well, they, you know, I, I will stop. I, I, you said whether it's league wide. I'll stop you right there. 
it's not important for this Chiefs team because they're ahead all the time. Mm -hmm. The Broncos probably would have run the ball at least 10 more times and probably just as effectively Case Keenum wouldn't have been throwing in first and second down situations, which what compromised him and caused him to have a a turnover or two. And that's when it's going to cost the Chiefs. I agree with you. In games like this, First of all, they have to stop running the ball eventually, although they stuck to it pretty heartily because uh, they— Even when they needed big yards late. Right. Uh, they, they ran the ball, but what, what they knew was, boy, we can, if we can get 10 or 12, why wouldn't yeah. we do it? But you're right, Mark. For this Chiefs team, the way they're playing, the way they're scoring, it's not as big an issue as it would be for other people. Yeah, and, and and maybe you know if you look at it from a defense defensive perspective, yes, stopping the run for this Chiefs defense is not as important. I mean, you're right; they kept running at the end of the game. They were down by ten, and it really that cost them. You know, that cost them the ability to to to, to keep enough time on the the clock to be able to mount a, a second drive to try to to try to tie it up. But I think on the flip side, I, don't, I just don't think offenses that are dominant rushing offenses, at least in this NFL. They don't have a chance to, to compete. You know, just with the way the way the passing is, and the, and um, you know the rules are geared more for high-powered passing offenses. It just well, no doubt about that. But, but it was 34 passes today and 30 rushes, and there's no way in the world that Denver, in a perfect world, wants Keenum throwing the ball more than they are running it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but but uh, yeah. very good points, excellent points uh, on that as well. Should have Andy Reid here in a minute or two. They won, so I don't see why he would have any real delays here. Maybe he's checking on the status of Tyreek Hill for us. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps he is. Let's go back and get a couple more in before we do hear from Big Red. David is up next after the Chiefs win 30-23 to over the Broncos. I had a question and a comment. Sure. Is that okay? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, so my question is, do you remember what was the over-under for this game? I can look it up right now. I, I know I, it started at 10, and the last I checked this morning, I think it had dropped to 8. No, no, they, they over, hit the, over, they hit the, t- they hit the, the 10 over oh, pretty early on in the game. Over-under. Uh, nope. No, over-under. No, it's over-under, everybody. Uh, oh, Beard just looked uh, up. the Beard just fed us 8.5 again. 53, Beard says. That would be the right family members. <laughs> I was going to say 55. It was 53? Are you, did you check Beard that? Beard says 53. Well, there you go. Push. So since there were 53 points, is that, I guess that's over? No, that's Everybody a push. just gets their money back. That's a push. Not that I would know that's about under. that. Okay, all right. No, okay, it's a push. So it's not it's, over or under. Everyone just gets their original money back. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, all right. So, I, get uh, I guess my question is, it's hard to watch the Chiefs or any of these NFL games when every single play practically is a penalty of one kind or another. I mean, it almost makes me want to say, okay, let's just eliminate blocking and let's eliminate tackling. And then, and then we won't have a penalty on almost every single play. Your thoughts, for as they may be, please. All right. Thanks a lot for the call. Uh, well, that's an exaggeration. Nobody likes to watch penalties. There's no question about that. There were 17 penalties. It was a lot. Game today. That was a lot, and the Chiefs have been uh, guilty of that. I will say this. I'm sure the Denver Broncos were mighty frustrated in their fans by the holding calls, which took three plays of 20-plus yards off the board and uh, some other plays as well. However, when they'd show the replay, when they had a replay of what had occurred, Mm -hmm. the holds were correct, and they were significant, too. They were at the point of attack, and they were really 
holes that mattered that actually made the play succeed. I have a Tyreek Hill update. Um, he is apparently okay because in the locker room he's wearing a giant inflatable sumo wrestler costume. Well, maybe that maybe that is to protect a severe well, injury. Well, perhaps you know what? It's a full body air cast. Maybe he's really hurt. <laughs> That's right. That's what was my initial thought when I saw the big but sumo. That picture's yeah. from Matt McMullen, one of the uh, Chiefs, to uh, one of the Chiefs reporters. So, uh, hopefully he's okay. <laughs> on, on the subject of penalties, I mean, we were concerned about the offensive line coming in with the replacements and yep. the new, having. Let's the, talk. We'll check on that later. Here's oh, Andy oh, Reid. Tyreek um, strained his groin. We'll just see how he does here, and then. Uh, Frank Zombo's left hamstring um, was tweaked. I, we'll just see how he does here over the next little bit. And then Anthony Hitchens uh, got hit in the ribs uh, with a helmet, and we'll see how he does um, as we go forward. So uh, nothing to announce on those things uh, now. Listen, all in all, uh, a good win. This is a tough football team. That's done a good job with it and uh, with them, and they it seems like every time we play them, it comes right down to the wire and no different today. Um, it's great to see our defense step up there at the end and make some plays and um, with the two turnovers, I mean, those, those are great and uh, opportunistic, man. So, um, and we're able to come out on top. Uh, and then listen, there were, there were some, obviously there's some good individual uh, uh, efforts there. So uh, whether it's Sammy Watkins on the offensive side uh, doing a nice job, <clears throat> the offensive line, we've you know we've had a few injuries there. Guys stepping up there and playing uh, good football. Kels uh, had some big plays for us. Uh, um, Twenty-four Kareem, Kareem, he had some great plays for us. So um, uh, it's uh, it was beautiful on that that part of it. D Ford continues to play well. Uh, Kendall Fuller had both those two had huge plays uh, down the stretch. Um, and I will leave it at that. I mean, I can keep going on this. Uh, obviously, the quarterback uh, was involved with, with that, too. So I thought, I thought all in all it was a, a good team win, and uh, all three phases uh, stepped up when they needed to step up. So, time's yours. Offense in the you know, fourth quarter kind of stagnated and a couple turns. Defense really became a big three. How important was that in those kind of <clears throat> changes for them to, to do what they yeah, I'll take the responsibility for the offensive part. I could have given them a little, few better things to work with. Um, you get in those situations, you got to you got to hold on to the football, especially when your defense is turning it over for you. So uh, we've got to do a better job with that. But I thought the defense did a heck of a job of getting the ball back. I mean, back to us. So without that, uh, you know, it's even a closer game than what it what it was. So. <clears throat> I know you're not a big stat guy, but half the season you guys have as many touchdown passes as they had all the last year. Yeah, I think, listen, I mean, some of these guys are doing a nice job after the catch. Um, some of the same guys were here last year, but then we've had a couple additions. So um, it, it's fun to watch them. You know, Sammy had a couple today, and I, you know, I told you when he gets a ball, it's like giving it to a running back. He, he plays so physical. <clears throat> so... Um, and I, I wouldn't just say it's a, it's a quarterback. I mean, that's not fair to Alex I, um, for the job, the great job that he did when he was here. So, but he's a part of it too. So I, the, uh, Patrick's done a nice job. I'm not slighting that at all either. So he's done a very nice job, but Alex did too when he was here. So. Sammy said that he's grown up a lot since his early career in Buffalo when he was demanding pretty hard targets a game. How much has that maturity helped his game here? Yeah, I love him. I mean, his approach. Uh, 
It's been unbelievable. He just comes out, doesn't say, works hard. Uh, he's never concerned about how many catches he has or any of that for a big-time receiver. That's that's unique, and um, and he knows. I mean, I, I mentioned it to the guys. There's only one ball, and we've got a bunch of guys that are pretty good players. So uh, just when you have an opportunity, be a part of that, and and uh, he's he's done that. So he's done a nice job with it. Yeah, yeah. How good was that one, man? That was great, and especially for a guy from Villanova, man. Well, he, he did a heck of a job right there. So I, I we appreciate him getting back in there. Um, does his ankle feel perfect? No, I mean, it doesn't feel. No, nobody feels perfect right, right about this time of the year. But um, he's he really pushed himself to get back in there, and he makes a huge play like that. I mean, it's a tribute to the kid. And uh, he's a tough, tough nut. <clears throat> you, uh, you talked about injuries earlier. Um, you mentioned Cam Irving. He came out of the game late in the game. Is he all right? Yeah, he just he dinged his shoulder a little bit. He's Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he's all right. The fourth down decision in the fourth and one, it's had to go for it. It's a little trouble to dream. Just what went into the decision? Why did he make the decision to go for it? Yeah, you know, I debated on it, and I just thought, what the heck? Let's go, man. Let's roll. Huh? I mean, I, why, you know, why pull back now? So um, that was a... The approach, and we've had we had I had a play that I liked. You know, sometimes you get to that point, you go, it's a 50-50 shot. This one here, I'm going. We have a whole lot of options on it, and with some pretty good players uh, touching it, so um, dialed it up, and good things happened. And uh, you know, Kareem, he, that vertical deal he's doing, you know, he can get up now. On that play, the option designed it to to get a first down fourth Nothing really, but it didn't look like probably a play that should be a touchdown. I mean, that was him, basically. No, no, he did a great job there. He's playing real good football now. I'm a hard time believing anybody at that position is playing better. And I mean, his numbers aren't huge, but he's catching the ball, he's running the ball, he's you know hurtling people. So, coach, the draft is guys went really heavy on defense, and we're starting to see those guys really pay dividends now. Breland speaks getting to the quarterback this week, and Dorian O'Daniel with another big open field tackle today. How are these rookies really starting to grow into this? Yeah, listen, they're doing a nice job. They've been forced into into playing, right? So <clears throat> it's um, uh, whatever they don't know, they're going to do whatever they do know, uh, you know, 100, per, 100 miles an hour. And even if they don't know it, they're going 100 miles an hour. So um, and doing a, I think, doing a nice job. Every week they're getting they're getting a little bit better. Thus, they're getting more play time and and um, been pleased with those guys. Been pleased with their approach. You know, they they come out to take a nice business approach to it. So. Yeah, well, it's great to see because he's worked so hard to get himself back where he can, uh, where he can play and be strong, strong enough to endure a, a season. <clears throat> and so you're you're pulling for him. I mean, it's a uh, those are those are guys you pull for, and and I'm glad he's having success. Um, Selfishly, I'm glad he's having success. Um, like everybody in this room, we're, we're glad that he's doing his thing. But for the kid, I mean, the, the hours that he spent in that training room getting himself back, I mean, I'm just I'm happy as can be for him. All right, thank you. And there's Andy Reid with his press conference, and he's a happy guy. Sometimes you just roll, man. <laughs> Let's go almost, in, you, man. Almost, you almost wish he had like a Brooklyn accent, <laughs> you know, for, for those quotes. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you just let it roll, man. <laughs> I on. think 
I think if they go like twelve and one, you might hear him just bust a little Brooklyn accent yeah, just for just for fun. Maybe. Well, anyway, maybe he'll do that after a few vodkas. This segment was brought to you by Three Sixty Vodka. Make next game day a touchdown with Three Sixty Kansas City's hometown vodka. Twelve delicious flavors, a silky smooth finish. Don't miss out on this spectacular game day spirit. Patrick Mahomes should be coming up uh, soon. But let's yeah. risk it. The best way to get somebody to go to the podium is to talk to Brad first. Yes. Go ahead, Brad. <laughs> well, Andy's a Southern California guy, so he yeah. might switch that up at the uh, towards the end Surfer of the year. Surfer guy? Yeah, like, uh, that's how we rule, man. What's up, dude? <laughs> yeah, maybe we go. Well, uh, dude Mahomes is at the podium. Rob's doing the play and, and the mechanics of it. Yeah, we just we knew if we had that, the shift motion that we'd have a good chance of getting uh, kind of a two-on-one uh, and uh, we weren't thinking it was going to be Vaughn, but it was Vaughn. So we, I just kind of tried to press him as much as I could and, and give it to Kareem and let him outflank. And he uh, made a good play and got the first down. And uh, so it was just one of the game plan uh, runs that we had in the game plan. And when you got, I, I believe it was Tyreek on your, on your right. When you, when you got mm-hmm. him out there, I mean, how much, how much does the defense just have to respect that? Yeah, I mean, always. In every single play, they have to respect uh, Tyreek's speed, uh, Sammy's speed, and, and Kelsey's ability to make plays. And so... I feel like uh, if we, when we're clicking on all cylinders uh, and today when we're spreading the ball around, it's hard for the defense to account for everybody. Jimmy's a guy that's, that's been really unselfish this season. How rewarding is it when he's able to have two touchdowns in a game and have a game like that today? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was really rewarding. Uh, I, I went up to him before the game and I, I said that, <clears throat> I kind of said that, I mean, you owe these guys. I mean, you, we, he kinda was hurt in the last game in the, at the very beginning, and so they didn't really know kind of what, what, what kind of ability he brought, he brought to the offense. So I was happy for him to get out there, uh, make a lot of really big plays that really changed the tide of the game. What does it say about the offense, the fact that you know, Sammy, this is a big, first big game here in Kansas City, and you know, other guys are having big games each and every week. You know, it makes it hard for opponents and opposing defenses. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. I mean, it's hard for defense to account for everybody. I mean, Kareem, the, the two weeks, last two weeks before this has been really uh, playing his game and doing his thing. And then Tyreek had a big game, and then Kelsey's had big games. And it's, it's hard for the defense to take away everybody. So they usually try to take away one or two guys. And then it's my job and Coach Reed's job to just get it to the guys that are open. And uh, we have no problem with throwing it to anybody on this uh, team. Patrick, you, you might have misspoke when you said first down. You scored a touchdown. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm thinking of a different uh, wrong play. Uh, yeah, I, I was – uh, that one, it was kind of a, the option of pitching it to, to uh, Tyreek and then or shoveling it to Kareem, and so uh, there was 55 Chubb. Kind of he got he got wide and respected uh, Tyreek, and so I pitched it into Kareem, and then I mean he makes magic happen when it's in his hand. So what, your view of that? I mean, when you when you call the play and you said you'd like to play, you had a lot of options. You probably <coughs> first down, but when right when you flip it, are you not thinking touchdown on that? Right? Like, yeah, him. Well, yeah, I mean, I knew once once he kind of got to that second level and it was one-on-one with the safety uh, that there was a chance that he was going to break the tackle. I, I don't think I've ever seen uh, one person in, in space tackle him. I mean, he's, I call him the little cinder block. I mean, like, he just can't tackle that guy. And so uh, he, he uh, once he had space, I knew he had a chance of at least getting forward progress and getting it down close, but he went over the top of uh, everybody and uh, got in the end zone. What's that mean to the team? I mean, they, everyone gets so excited when you see a play like that. That pumps you guys up as much as any sport. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, just to see him go to work. I mean, it's it's kind of with everybody. Just to see these guys when they get the ball in space, and they're able to make people miss or break tackles, and then get in the end zone. I mean, it's really it's something special, and it gets everybody going, and it gets the whole line going, and it gets me going, and it gets the defense kind of rolling, and it's stuff that just gets the momentum in our our, our direction. You guys have as many touchdown passes <coughs> as you had all last year. What's the difference between this year and last? 
Yeah, I mean, I think just just diversifying the ball around, uh, guys making plays. I feel like just really running the scheme how it's uh, how we're supposed to run it, and, and Coach Reed's calling great plays, and the kind of we're getting those those lucky chances and those lucky plays where we're getting the end zone. What's your role in all that? For me, it's all about just getting the ball out of my hand. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me is as long as I'm getting the ball out of my hand, there's a good chance that good things are happening. And so I just try to – the line's protecting really, really well, and so I'm just getting it out of my hands and getting it to the playmakers and their uh, scoring touchdowns. First half of the season, you know, you're 7-1. What grade would you give yourself as well as the team and do you think it would be the season this first half? Yeah, we had – I mean, I don't know if it's, – it's hard to grade. I mean, I always feel like we could be better. I feel like we could score more points. I feel like we could uh, win by bigger margins. But at the same time, I mean, this is the NFL. I mean, every team's good every single week, and we had a very tough schedule coming out. Uh, with a lot of really good teams this uh, first half of the season. And for us to be sitting here 7-1, and one, I mean, I, I would love to be 8-0, but uh, at the same time, I'm, I'm happy with where we are and where we're going. Uh, I think three of the starters from, the, from the red zone. What are the keys to having success in the red zone? I mean, it's huge. I mean, I, you probably saw the frustration I had in the, the first drive of not getting in the end zone. I mean, whenever you play good teams like the Denver Broncos who have a really good defense, I mean, you have to when you have those opportunities, you have to get in the end zone. And I feel like that was a difference between this time and the last time we played them was we scored and we had the opportunity to. It turned out three-fourths uh, three of your plays were pass plays, one-fourth run plays. Was that by design? That uh, not, not at all. Uh, it was probably if you would have just counted the RPOs and, and the, the passes off the run plays, I mean, we, we probably called over 50% of them were run plays called. And they were, their linebackers were firing, and they were trying to stop the run. They were trying to stop Kareem. Like I said, the last two games, he's had two great ones. And so, I mean, just I, I just got the ball in my hand and got it to those guys in one-on-one matchups. And, I mean, that's the great thing about this team is, I mean, Kareem never said anything. I mean, he knows uh, everybody's going to have their chance. Everybody's going to have their opportunity to make plays every every single game. And so uh, it just ended up being like that. Broncos kept fighting and, and fighting. And, you know, they played pretty well in the fourth quarter especially. Yeah, I mean it's huge. I mean, when you're in this league, you you have to win with every aspect of the game. You you can't uh, rely on the uh, offense scoring 40 points. You can't rely on the defense giving up zero points. I mean, everybody has to be on the same page. And I felt like we, we in this game it kind of showed that the defense was getting some stops early, and the offense scored some points, and then the defense held strong at the end. And, I mean, that's what the good teams do. They win games with every aspect of the game, and the special teams flip the field. It felt like every single time they had the opportunity. And so, I mean, it speaks volumes of how this team is and how we can pick each other up. I mean, I threw an interception, and then the defense got to turn over the next drive. I mean, that just speaks to the team that we have. There you go. And that Todd Lebo press conference is brought to you by – no, no. The Patrick Mahomes post-game press conference is brought to you by Reflections Body Solution and Hair Doctor Kansas City. Locally owned and operated, personal, reputable, and quality care. The Chiefs post-game show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Kareem Hunt to the left in the backfield. They're going to give it off on a shovel pass. Kareem Hunt breaking tackles inside the 10. Hurdles a Bronco. Dragging Broncos all the way to the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. On fourth and inches, the Chiefs fire Bazooka on a shovel pass to Kareem Hunt, who takes the Bronco entire defense into the end zone. 
Mitch Holtis on the call. That is the Tully touchdown of the day, your Tully touchdown of the day, of the game, rather, and the day. You know, it's called the Tully touchdown of the day, and then the copy says the Tully touchdown of the game. Yeah. So, it's double check that. so it's both. Yeah. And it's brought mm. to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, triple blended, triple distilled for the ultimate game day beverage. Please enjoy Tullamore Dew responsibly. That sounds pretty damn good, and I'm not the biggest whiskey fan in the world. I listen, man. If, <laughs> if that, they want just to, the way they say it, you you want to yeah, you want a crate of this stuff, don't you? I want them to drop off. A, no, I want the three of us to share a crate of this stuff. <laughs> if they want to drop off a crate at the front of Union Broadcasting, let me tweet me, say it's out there. I'll bring it in. The three of us will crack it open for the last thirty minutes of the post game show. We'll review it on the yeah, air. Have it delivered by drone. I'll I'll wait oh, outside. Sure. And you drop it off like the a balcony right here. Yes, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they just need to show up at our at our doorstep, front or back, that. and that we will. Sounds, that sounds we'll do good a taste to me. Test. Yeah, Tully touchdown of the day. We'll toast as we depart. Yeah, <laughs> see, see the Tully. Come on, what are you doing? Tully toast of the post game show. Is their PR department asleep is right it, now. Is there who, who's? This is Chad Corey. You listen. <laughs> Let's go. You listen to us, man. Hey, we want some Tully. Chad, <laughs> Tully for us. Tully, Tully. Let's go to Mario. Mario probably he doesn't even need a Telemore do to be creative and funny. Go ahead, Mario. Danny, you know it's always good to hear your voice, my brother, and especially good after a W for the Chiefs Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hey, you know, I know it's always some chatter with with, 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 with Broncos fans, you know. Uh, a lot of them got some remorse, you know, you know, things against us, you know. We have never really had a real quarterback legitimate like those guys have had with Elway and Manning. So it feels good to have the shoe on another foot for once, sure you know, does. in our life. Sure we're, does. we're well overdue as Chiefs fans. But I just want to say, Bronco fan, it's always good to tweak the division opponent. You'd have ran 100 miles, but you still got one to go. So take that L, baby, and go back up to the Rockies. And, and, and Clint Portis, I got memories of you strapping that championship belt on around your waist, <laughs> rubbing it in our face when you, when you put the boots to it. But now the shoe's on the other foot, and we're giving it better than we're taking it now. So get used to it, fellas, because there's plenty more where that came from. <laughs> and I'm loving it, baby. 7-1. <laughs> We've already exceeded expectations, what I thought for the Chiefs, because I thought this defense, Danny, was going to be struggling to bring up the rear. And I didn't want to put too much pressure on my homes. Well, it, it is struggling and bringing up the rear. Yeah. They're just winning anyway. <laughs> it's just not cost them games yet, except for one. Another 430-yard extravaganza for the opposition today. Yeah, I just tried to give a discount, Danny. That's all. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But uh, it's all good, man. I mean, they won. Well, the question I wanted to ask you was, Danny, mm-hmm. do you think that possibly we might look up Beach can pull a rabbit out of the hat to make a move or two to solidify this defense? Because we got a shot. I think that today's game, Mario, might have uh, inspired him a little bit more. Maybe last week when he saw that they had done some effective work and things like that, that he maybe he would have backed off a little bit. Now I think he okay. sees that, uh, you know, against a pretty pedestrian ordinarily offense, they didn't look very good today, and it was on their home field, all those things. Now they did some good things. They got some pressure on the quarterback. They got some sacks. But, you know, you, you've got a real – co-conspirator in Case Keenum when you're going to sack the quarterback. I mean, one of them, he was just stood there for like five seconds. I mean, no NFL quarterback and the guy came from behind. It's like, where is your mental clock? But they, yeah. they, they did some things. They got a Kendall Fuller's interception was a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. So uh, it wasn't like a, you know, F defensive day, but 
It was F on rush defense, so it was probably a C. But C you know what? C's all they need. You know, they just have to avoid D's and F's. But, you know, Danny, you just can't keep going to the well too many times, you know. So, for me, I'd like to go ahead and solidify that. I don't want to waste this golden opportunity that they're sitting on. So I think they might do, do something. He's been they, pretty. He can he's, get creative. He's been he pretty aggressive. Get, he's been pretty aggressive. So I think he might do something. Yeah, you know, it don't take much. You can give up a fourth or a third, even if it's if it's the right play. You got Collins out there with the Giants. They've already checked out. There's some players out there on some teams that they don't have a shot, so they might as well go ahead on and take one for the thing. And, and, and uh, you know, Beach, if he gets creative, he can make some things happen. Get you another uh, maybe help at the linebacker and, and in the secondary. And, heck, if you even wanted to shore up the old line, I know he's been having a lot of injuries. If you can find a guy at the right price, you can get some players for fourth, fifth, even sixth-round pick for uh, even in 2019, oh, I think 2020. I th- yeah, I think. And thanks a lot for the call, Mario. Always appreciate it. I think what we've seen in the market so far is that you can get pretty good football players for mm-hmm. – you don't need to go anywhere near as high as four. I mean, yeah. you can get fifth, sixth, seventh. Teams seem- seemingly think those are – you know, those are viable draft picks now the guys play. That's what's different in the NFL before. Before, a fifth-round draft pick would have just been considered sort of a borderline type of thing. And, you know, maybe the guy's going to make the team, maybe he's not, whatever. In this environment, a fifth-round draft choice is supposed to play maybe at least special teams right away and eventually start. Yeah, uh, young players play, I, and teams value those draft picks. Sometimes I think they overvalue I them. I think they do too. But yes, it but. depends on the, ty- the the caliber of guy you're going after. So if you if you really do want to be in the conversation for Landon Collins, or apparently the Packers are interested in moving Ha Clinton Dix, which is a name that will always make me giggle a little bit because I'm a child. <laughs> but like, it, I, I for me it also well, it's it's, got Ha Ha in it. It, I mean, it starts with Ha Ha, <laughs> and then it ends with a former president who had a scandal that might relate to the last word in his name. It's a comedically Whoa. perfect name. <laughs> exactly. It's comedically perfect. It is. It is. But but also. Funny. He would also be a very good fit in this Chiefs secondary. Right. So I, I keep looking at the secondary as the place that, that Veach has two days to make a move on because you can't invest a lot more in the inside linebackers. You've got a 1,000 pass rushers. They've got to figure it out. And the depth at safety is fine, but it's all Ron Parker, Jordan Lucas, Eric Murray. Those are all pretty much the same dude. You need somebody who can step up a level um, and a level higher than Daniel Sorensen, hopefully playing next to Eric Berry. There you go. There you go. Let's go to uh, somebody who's a reliable safety, to say the least. It's <laughs> our own Todd Lebo. And, Todd, we uh, we uh, de- debuted a sponsor today for the Patrick Mahomes post-game press conference. I, I think I'm going to be uh, lobbying uh, our sales staff to have the-, the Todd Lebo sponsorship after the way you dominated Ooh, at the Patrick good. Mahomes press conference today. Well, somebody's got to an- ask questions. I mean, come on. <laughs> yes. We're all sitting in this room, and they got to ask questions. We are live out here at Arrowhead Stadium. Chiefs win today. 30 to 23, which was fine, right? Yeah. Uh, looked like in the third quarter it was going to maybe turn into a kind of a Chiefs route, but the Broncos scored. And then, you know, I, I was listening to you guys talking. Listen, we all know the Chiefs defense isn't very good. But in the fourth quarter, the, the Broncos scored the very first play of the fourth, mm-hmm. fourth quarter or something on the fourth down play. They stopped the two point conversion, which in my mind was big to keep it a two score game. Right. And after that, they got a fumble. They picked the ball off and got a three and out. They really kind of saved the bacon because the offense sputtered, man. Yep. The offense didn't do anything in the fourth quarter. They had an interception. You know, Andy was throwing the ball too much. You know, 40-second drives with three plays. So the defense, I think, really kind of did help in that fourth quarter. And it, this is a team game, you know, and, and they always the complimentary football, they like to say, right? Well, this was pretty complimentary I think, yeah, football. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was very important today, complimentary football, no doubt about that. And I think that – 
what this offense allows the defense to do is to not feel responsible for the game and not feel down and out when they're not succeeding. Uh, you know, they know that the bar is low for them. The pressure is not you know, really there. If they didn't do the things that they did in the fourth quarter, they probably still would have won the game anyway. Uh, you know, there would have been more pressure on the Chiefs' offense, and they probably would have produced. So I think that just this sporadic, well-timed, they do seem to, uh, Todd, time their best play extremely well. I'll say that. They do. They've been very good early, like yep. first drive of the game, uh-huh. three and out. They won the toss again eight times in, in yeah, that's the regular season. I mean, that's just it's unbelievable. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, well, and, you know, it, it's not just the Chiefs calling it because they didn't call the toss today. The Broncos lost the toss as oh, much okay. as the Chiefs because right. they get to, you know, yeah, it's the home team. Right. Yeah. Is, is the, the visitors, this picket. So they've been, I don't know what the Broncos are this year. I know they're 0-2 against the Chiefs on the toss, that's for sure. But the defense went out and got a three and out, and then the offense was nothing first drive, you know. And so you're like, well, wait a second. This is maybe not going to be the easy thing that you thought. And, uh, you know, then the offense kind of found their way. They got the they got the job done. Into the first half was a really bad drive for the Chiefs defense. 54 seconds left after the Chiefs scored. And you thought, okay, you're going to go into halftime at this score, and you're going to get the ball to start the second half. Well, you know, it was easy pickings going down the field and a total blown coverage with Orlando Skandrick. Um, or Ron Parker, whoever it was. I don't know. I think, not, it, was, I think, think it was Parker. But it was probably Parker. released to Parker, and then Parker messed it up. Yeah. How about this? You don't release someone to the end zone. Yeah, sure. What are you, what are you trying to do? Hold someone to the Absolutely. field goal? I mean, that's just me. But either way, Good they point. did enough today. Good and, point. and we've talked about this a bunch. I watch a lot of Big 12 football. Victory is, th- is, is a field goal attempt. Victory is, you know, a couple of stops a game with punts. You don't, you know, there's the, the whatever, the 2,000 Ravens aren't walking through the door anywhere in this league right now. So the Chiefs are doing their part, getting up. Here's what I'm worried about, though. Injuries are piling up on the offensive line. But, you know, Mahomes was uh, up the middle early in the in the game. Was That's why the first drive was so bad. And there was nowhere to run, nowhere to pick. throw. It's why you had a pick. And then I'm a little bit worried about this Anthony Hitchens thing. I know they didn't show this part on TV. He, he left the game with injured ribs. When he got up, he's a tough guy, okay? This is a tough guy. He got up to leave the field. He got about five yards from the, from the sideline, had to double over because his ribs were hurting so bad. Then they got him to the to the bench. He sat on the bench for about 20 seconds, and they took him down. Very slow walking. So rib injuries can be a real pain, obviously. And so I'm worried about that. That thins the linebacker position out a little bit. So I'm starting to worry about some of these things kind of piling up on this team. But it happens all across the league. I mean, it, a little bit worried, too. Tyreek Hill on his last punt return, tweaked a groin, and he did not return to the game. They didn't have anything to do, obviously. But those injuries were for highly, finely tuned athletes like him. You know, groin injuries are a right. big deal. Yes. So I'm the same. I can just a little tweak, and that gets me off. Yeah. I'm running four threes instead of four, four, you know, twos. So it's the same kind of thing. So I'm worried about a couple of those things. Uh, kind of popping up on this team. But I, I do want to play some post game for you. Kareem Hunt with, I don't know, I, I said last week was one of the best runs I'd ever seen twice. And then today, the, this, the, and this is, you know, listen, Patrick Mahomes is going to set the Chiefs score or, you know, touchdown record like early next week. And <laughs> it helps when you throw a shovel pass to a guy and he tack, breaks, tackles, jumps over a guy and runs in the end zone. That was not exactly Patrick Mahomes' touchdown, but it turns out that it is his touchdown. Because they've made a lot of plays like that, and Kareem Hunt was special again today. We had a chance to talk to him in the locker room about that play. 
Uh, it was just a good play call by Coach Reed and able to see an opportunity as, a, as another defender go low at my legs and just jump over him. And after that, I knew I was like on the six-yard line or something that I was going to have to fight and drag somebody to the end zone. So the play is obviously designed to do well. You got the first down. It was fourth down play. But when did you realize that something special could maybe happen on a play like that? As soon as I uh, ran through those guys' arm tackles in the hole, I knew it was going to be big after that. Is that your favorite one so far? What, touchdown? Yeah. It'd be that one or probably against the Patriots to pass. How about this team? Uh, the Broncos came in. They gave you guys a lot. I mean, they, they fought pretty hard. You guys are 7-1 and one now, halfway through the year. Um, swept the Broncos. Where do you feel like you are right now? Uh, I feel like we're in a good spot right now. And the Broncos know us very well. We played them a lot. And uh, they were ready to come fight, you know, because uh, this game was pretty much everything for them to beat us. And we did a great job of just coming out and not letting that happen at home. So... I feel like we're in a good spot, and we got to just keep it rolling. How about your defense coming up with some big plays in the second half for you, too? Oh, those guys have been playing big for the past two, three games, and uh, I'm, I'm proud of the way those guys are responding. And, you know, right now we got a lot of injuries, and the next guy up, and they coming in and playing, you know, hard and hungry. There's Kareem Hunt, who uh, scored on the 23-yard pass even though no one remember that was actually a pass because it was all about the yeah, run and the jump. And, and they were asking him afterwards that would, you know, he never he, – he's a track guy, right? He ran track in high school, and he was actually a long jumper and a high jumper in high school. And he never did run the hurdles, but he said he used to practice hurdles. Uh, but he never ran them in, in high school. But he looked like he would probably be pretty good at running the hurdles because he's jumping over football players. I think maybe something that needs to be addressed in the offseason is that the ball should have to go past the line of scrimmage to be a pass to me I mean it, it, that's you know this is it's unfair to quarterbacks of the past that, that, that they didn't have shovel. Their coaches weren't smart enough well, I disagree did, well they didn't have shovel passes but but I mean there's historical record is being Mahomes has at least four of those now now he's got 22 legit ones so it's not like it's going to kill him okay but he's got four shovel pass touchdowns so far they all count. They all count. I'm not going to quibble quibble over who uh, who owns records and things like that. But they're I'm just good at it. you know. And you <laughs> you heard uh, Andy say that that play had a lot of options, and that so you know they were going to pick the first down. I, I'm pretty sure the Chiefs mm-hmm. are the only way to not pick up a fourth and eight inches is for them to fumble the snap. Um, that's probably it because they've got so many plays that they can dial up and get done, and that one worked, and you're going to see that highlight all day and all night on all the highlight shows because you don't get much better than that because his hurdle play last week was cool, but he didn't score. When you score, it's even better, and right. uh, they scored that touchdown. It was a big play, and I love the nickname that Patrick Mahomes said there on the, the press conference about Kareem Hunt's little cinder block. That's yeah. about what he's like, man. He does not go out of bounds. The first guy never, like, gets him down. Have you seen him get knocked back and – thrown down uh, not I, often i think he no. got knocked back once today but it was only because he sort of was off balance and you know somebody like one guy had had rocked him and he was trying to you know recover from that and he did and somebody fall down on his it. own on one play because right. it was a little bit out of kilter but you know he's he's really been good and you look down and i, I do think you heard patrick talk about there you know the the run versus pass numbers were probably out of whack today but they have all these option plays where it's a run or a pass, and whatever the, the defense gives you is what you do. So that's why the run numbers were down. You know, at one point, I gosh, I think it was starting the fourth quarter, Kareem Hunt only had maybe nine carries, and then he got the ones at the end when they were trying to, you know, kill the clock. So that was Well, they also weren't running the ball effectively. I think that was part of it. You know, Denver right. was doing a good job. And, and they said, Denver's still a good defense. And they openly said coming in that they thought that Kareem Hunt was the most important thing to defend. So, 
Uh, ended up 34 passes, 16 runs for Kareem. He doesn't have a big statistical day, but that, that highlight reel deal will certainly be one that we'll remember, no doubt, Todd. Yeah, very good. A good day for the Chiefs all around. They won, except for, like I said, I'm a little concerned about the injuries. I will tell you this tomorrow. Andy Reid will have a press conference at noon, and he will say the guys are just getting in. I don't have any injury news for you, so don't expect right. any injury news <laughs> right. on what's going on with these guys till possibly Wednesday, and if even then it could be sparse. So um, I, I did not like the looks of, of Anthony Hitchens when he was leaving the field. That, that was a concerning one for me. But, you know, Daniel Sorensen was practicing last week. They can start getting those guys back. I, I would assume Justin Houston and, and uh, Eric Berry are one day closer, right? Because it's been improving <laughs> every day. If we assume they're going to play someday and someday. not retire. Uh, uh, maybe Cleveland's not the place to do it or Arizona. I, I think they can win these games. Um, these next two without much help I agree with, with some of those guys because the schedule does soften up now. I think this was a semi kind of trap game because the Chiefs' kingdom seemed to think that there was just no chance the Broncos were going to come right. do anything. They got it done. That was big. No doubt. Thanks a lot, Todd, for your work as always, and uh, we'll be uh, seeking out a, a sponsor for your segment. So. <laughs> well, sometimes I don't actually get back into the press conference room. Last week <laughs> I, I was outside the glass doors, and I tried to open it, and they said no too late ooh, ooh. so i didn't get in ooh, so you rough. know you show them your badge they know who you are yeah i could have gone around the other side where they actually bring the coach in and snuck behind brian the security guard but he's armed so i probably just you know it's just okay <laughs> not worth that todd no we it's not safe, worth that safe drive safe travels safe drive all right i'll be listening on the way home all right todd lebo joining us and chomping at the bit and actually the phrase is champing, champing. at the bit ah, but, i knew that yeah but uh is joshua briscoe with coin toss information can we get like a liner can we get a sponsor for that yeah, coin toss stats well until they the, until they lose one i think it would be a good segment i i think so too we got we got a called it chief's voodoo before ooh, the game that's today. pretty good that's that's very witch doctory maybe yeah. do, does the federal reserve ever sponsor anything see i'm looking for like a casino or something <laughs> right. so i was looking at I, I had people telling me on twitter that not only are the chiefs eight and no this year they also won all four coin tosses in the preseason several ooh, people said this to me ooh. on twitter I, and so I just searched 2 to the power of 12, which I believe is the math here. I've been doing extensive research. Math, though, not my strongest suit. But 2 to the power of 12 is 4,096. So the odds of winning 12 consecutive coin tosses would be 1 in 4,096. If you're a mathematician, call in and tell me if I'm wrong. That sounds about right because I saw a figure of 130-something to 1 after 7 in a row. That feels about right. So then if you build from there, I think it would only get that much higher. 913-3810-810 is the phone number. And let's start it off with Krista. Yeah, Krista is on after the Chiefs are winners, 30-23. to 23. Hi, I love listening to the oh. after game. Um, I had a question. Uh, okay. regarding the defense. Mm -hmm. I know that we're 32, and I feel like every week we're kind of walking the tightrope with our defense. Mm -hmm. When they need to make a play, they do step up and make a play, but as people are getting hurt, we're really getting thin there. Can you speak to the rest of our schedule? I know we're 32. The rest of the teams that we're playing, can you speak to what number they are mm -hmm. in defense? And I'll listen off the air. Thank okay. you. Well, actually, uh, the next two opponents are Arizona and Cleveland. And Arizona is just playing terrible off on both sides of the ball. 
Cleveland has a fairly salty defense. I mean, they've been playing a lot of low-scoring games, and they played another one today reasonably when they – I think they lost – ended up losing they did to lose the, the Steelers. Um, but they played another competitive game. That's all they do is play competitive games. And uh, and overtime so games. So let me look at the rest of the Chiefs' schedule. Like, well, the Rams have uh, – following week, the Rams, of course, have an outstanding defense. Probably They're probably the only <laughs> – not, not one of the uh, – I think they're the only well-rounded football team in the National Football yeah, League. Yeah, like the uh, next yeah. best guess is like the Ravens maybe, but that's an but, imperfect right, team. Right, off, but their offense is just getting a little better, but, but only ordinary. Certainly questionable. So Browns, Cardinals, Rams at the Raiders, they're just in complete free fall, rebuilding, tossing guys aside. Ravens have a great defense. I mm-hmm. mean, especially in the context of the National Football League mm-hmm. in this day and age. That's fantastic. They had an 11-sack game a couple of games ago. Yep. Uh, against the Titans. And then yeah. the Chargers have a pretty good defense as well. At the Seahawks, they're not what they used to be, but I would say not terrible. And then you got the Raiders to close the season. So there are some challenge, there's some defenses that are challenging, but the Chiefs have been able to take on all comers and get 27 or more points. And sometimes football just happens. Do you see what happened in the Ravens game today? The Panthers scored 36 points. Oh, that game was 36-21 to 21 Carolina. Weird go. stuff happens, man. This is a weird uh, game. Just as the words came out of my mouth, i got to check my scoreboard during the next break. <laughs> but let's take one more before we do that, and that will be Don. Don, you're up on Chiefs postgame. Chiefs 30-23 to 23 winners. Yeah, I love There's no need to cover the offense, so I'm pretty much sold on the hype this year. With Pat Mahomes, after what I've seen, I don't need to see no more. So I thought I'd give props to the defense. Uh, I've obviously been playing better with Justin Houston out. So, what? Um, you know, I really got to give some props. Breland Speaks, Chris Jones, yeah, Hitchens played good. Hitchens got injured. Uh, but, yeah, I think they're going to move up on the charts. Uh, well, not, not this week because they, well, yeah. they gave up 430 yards. But uh, if you look at the yards, a lot of them was just uh, junkyards, if you ask me. Uh, it was uh, the game. They won the game. Up. They won the game by seven points. I don't think we ever. Well, got, yeah. I don't think we know, ever got to we junkyard. Were, uh, Thirty to ten. What are those? Thirty to ten or thirty seventeen <laughs> at one point. <laughs> no, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, what, oh, well, it was thirty. It's always good to tantalize thirty fourteen you know, Broncos fans by getting up and then let them think they're coming back like that. Like that. Payback's real. You know what? All right. Good okay. po- All right, good points. You want, hey, hey, give the you know the I just would call the Chiefs' defense this year timely. You know, they haven't done much right, but when they done it, it's been at the right time. Uh, that's they at the outset of games, they've been good. Only one field goal and eight in eight possessions by the opposition to start the game, and then the odd three and out just when you need it. Yeah, that, that's basically what they've done. I was going to back up your point from earlier, talking about you don't want the defense to get in the mindset of, oh, no, we, we might blow the game. So mm-hmm. that's why it was important, that awful defensive stand at the end of the first half that made it right. uh, a 16-14 game. The Chiefs offense comes out right away, touchdown to Sammy Watkins, who had a, who had a great game today. Then Denver uh, goes out and gets a couple of flags on themselves, get a sack by Chris Jones, they shank a punt. Chiefs go back and score another touchdown after that. And then after Denver made it 30-20, to Denver went strip sack and out. They went INT by Kendall Fuller, and then they went three and out. Mm-hmm. They had well-timed. 
Absolutely. Now that was a, probably the best stretch of defense all yes. year. Yes. And and when it when it really mattered, you know, the Cincinnati game got out of hand. So while well, that was their best overall defensive performance, that three series run right there was uh, as good as it's been for the Chiefs. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten. Chiefs are winners, thirty to twenty three. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. 7.43 to go. First quarter. Again, three tight. Motion behind Keenum. Handoff. Lindsey tries the right side and blasts into the end zone. And the Broncos have the lead. Phillip Lindsey, his third touchdown rushing of his rookie season. And Denver decides to just plow it right into the middle. That they did, and, and why wouldn't you? They plowed it right into the middle a whole lot today. Many simple. They did have some toss sweeps that worked uh, quite well in, today in the ball game as well. But a lot of the running was right up the gut. And Philip Lindsay, very nice-looking runner, not a big guy, but he certainly was playing his part today. 18 rushes, 95 yards. The Broncos went for 189 on 6.3 per carry today in the rushing game. And we will make Philip Lindsay, Bud Light's famous among friends, opposing player of the game, celebrate beer, football, and fandom with Bud Light. Game day's favorite light lager and the official beer sponsor of your Kansas City Chiefs, Bud Light, famous among friends, enjoy responsibly. Before we hear from a couple of players, let's hear from a couple of fans. And first up would be one Tommy Moe. Tommy, how you doing today? Hey, you doing all right. I, uh, when it comes to Hitchens, you know, I hate to be too morbid. Isn't your spleen in that area? Ooh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, the way he was doubled up, I mean, we've seen guys with cracked ribs. I mean, but he was really, but, you know, I don't get too morbid. I just, he wasn't, you know, unless he cracked two or three or multiple ribs, I just hopefully it's not a, it's, a, it's not a spleen or a lacerated spleen. Uh, let's, let's hope it's not that severe. We'll probably know in a couple of days. Yeah, I mean, I mean, ribs can really hurt. I, there's no question about that. But you're right, a spleen, that's like a boxing injury or something Didn't like Alex that. Alex Smith and have that uh, a few years lacerated ago? Lacerated spleen? Yeah, I believe he did. He missed yeah. a game for that. Yeah. Someone had a gallbladder taken out also. I don't know. That might have been a Matt Castle thing. <laughs> we might be blurring our previous Chiefs quarterback. Matt Castle had his appendix taken appendix. out. Appendix. Playing appendix. that same week or the week after. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah they, well, that, that was too bad that he played the next week. But Oh, uh, Danny. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope he's stays uh, I, I hope Hitchin stays healthy now today I think that his injury actually got O'Daniel on the field again a little mm -hmm. bit more which seems to be kind of the only way that Bob Sutton really is comfortable or maybe it was I'll give let me give Bob Sutton credit instead of questioning it I think maybe he thought they were going to be throwing quite a few swing passes mm -hmm. there at the end of the game and that's really O'Daniel's uh, specialty right now is guarding the backs out of the backfield I think maybe he's best right now as a one assignment player and maybe he doesn't quite know what's going on that much that would be my guess because he looks like a good physical foot football player Tommy and and uh, they've been reticent to get him on the field well we're going to see if uh, Ben Neiman we're going to see how good a player Anthony Hitchens really is because Ben Neiman's going to have to take that spot even though Derek Johnson is sitting out there and on first and second down, I think I'd rather have Derek Johnson there than Ben Neiman, but uh, we will see. But, Danny, uh, I know you're getting ready to open up your new Danny.com uh, yes. Thursday night. Yes, uh, DannyClinkScale.com is up and live. Uh, we've called it a soft launch, as it were, uh, but we'll really hit the ground with uh, full-time, full-on content starting on Thursday when we have our 
Tommy, you're just so good. Get set teeing this up for me. <laughs> we have a launch party at Nick and Jake's uh, on Main Street near the plaza on Thursday, 5 to 7, and it is completely open to the public. Come on out and have a great time with us. Do not go to Danny.com. Yeah, no. Just everybody, that. just so you know, Danny don't Kleescale. go to Danny.com <laughs> if you're at work like I am. <laughs> Danny that's right. Curtis goes there every day. Yeah, well, okay. I'm not. That's. I hope my IP gets lost in that. Danny Clinton. Hey, Danny, I got a suggestion. You know, we've heard everybody talk about Patrick Mahomes. Yes. And I'm saying everybody except the guy that's one guy. And I don't know how his health is, but he was on the radio last year. You know, part time. And there's a there's a hell of a guy that you could have come on your radio show, and that's Lynn Dawson. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Has but, anyone heard from Lynn well, Dawson? You know, I, he retired last year, and he's I, kind of a He's not a big out front kind of guy, but his record, you know, he kind of wears, you know how George Brett had to wear the 30 years of the Royals losing and all that? Right. Well, in some aspect, Lynn Dawson's had to live uh, 48 years of the Chiefs not winning the Super Bowl. We have yet to hear Lynn Dawson, and, you know, I'd like to hear what he has to say about Patrick Mahomes. I think Lynn might have kind of just retired from public life completely. Well, that's fine, but still, it's his record. We still, he's still very revered, and don't you think... Lynn Dawson is an opinionated guy. All the years right. we l- listened to him do the color, he was opinionated. When the Chiefs did something wrong, he was not oh, he one was to great. hold back. And Always he was great. not a homer, so to speak, when it came to broadcast. And I'd like to hear about, you know, he he and Hank Stram invented the the sliding pocket or, you know, the movable right. pocket. Well, Patrick Mahomes does it a little different. Right. But, you know, he was the one, the first one to do that did, that did a sliding pocket. Well, so I think what, I, I I think like when we get... with Lynn Dawson... Yeah, I'd like to hear what he has to say because we've heard from everybody else speak at nauseum about Patrick Mahomes, and I love every every second of it. Well, I think what you, that, I think you will what you will find is when they get to the record, if you do not hear from Lynn Dawson, then that means he does not want to be heard from. Gotcha. Okay. And the one pass today, the there was two passes today. The second possible interception that he had, did you see what he tried to do on that play? Uh, I don't know, but it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> What, did, what? Josh, did you see what he tried to do on the second pass that Mahomes threw? That was, sec- yeah, they, they, yeah. They, you know, they were doing a good job with the RPO and throwing it instead of Tyreek Hill, but throwing it out in the flat. But the one time he tried to throw it to Tyreek Hill late in the game, he tried to no look it. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I was thinking about no, yeah. On the on the Kelsey one, he just he threw it out too too far in front of him. The safety scooped it up. I didn't see the no look though. That's exciting. Yeah, watch that because he was throwing it out in the flat on that on that. I hate saying RPO, Danny. It bugs the hell out of me. But after the RPO, and uh, but yeah, they they kept throwing it out in the flat on the fake on faking the RPO, and then instead of yeah. going downfield, they kept throwing it out in the flat. Well, the one time towards in the game, he looked at Kelsey or whoever's out in the flat, and he kind of and he no looked at it and tried to hit Tyreek Hill and almost got it intercepted. It happened super fast, so that would explain why that that play went moved so quickly. It, it felt like it was sped up. I guess it was because he wasn't looking. Well, also yeah. the other the other interception was you know God love him. I think he thinks he can make every play, but that was a horrendous idea. I mean, he, there was a person right in front of Kelsey, and then I mean, it was almost it impossible. Far. It was an almost impossible physically completion. impossible. Uh, I, I, the only thing he could have done was throw it a little bit higher and have Kelsey make some sort of out-of-this-world play yeah. on the ball. So it, was, it wasn't a good idea, but when you get 4-1, to one, you'll take any day, no doubt. Most, most definitely, and uh, you know how we talk about four-minute offenses to close the game. Today or here on out, we need to learn to have a two-possession offense because that's where we were lacking today. We need to figure out how we can run the ball and have some good run-pass mix because it just mm-hmm. seemed like we didn't know – with that two possession lead, with 12 minutes left, we just kind of were 
in in between running it or throwing it. Right. So we need to kind of clean that up. Other than that, it was a hell of a game. I agree with you <laughs> unquestionably, Tommy. And I think that they still liked – you know, Andy Reid used to be far more guilty of this, I think. And now with Kareem Hunt, I think he, he's not as much. But he still loves to throw the football. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's just maybe standard issue, especially having a great running back. When you were trying to burn the clock and you got a two-score lead, just be willing to run it two times and then try to convert on third down. Speaking of four-minute offense, the Broncos get the ball back with exactly four minutes to go and down two possessions. And they went over and over and over again. I'm not complaining about it because the Chiefs got a win out of it. But over and over and over again, they threw to the middle of the field and to the hashes and did nothing to stop the clock. They did a sideline pass to Nelson. Um, Case Keenum got flushed, uh, threw the ball out of bounds, clock stopped. Then it was the shovel to Booker. Then it was lacrosse on the right side. Clocks keeps, the clock keeps running. Lacrosse again. Then he gets lacrosse out of bounds. Lacrosse did go out of bounds. Yeah, yeah on, the, on the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they did nothing, almost nothing, to try to stop the clock. They kept throwing the hashes in the middle. Well, I couldn't I, believe it. I did, but you can move the ball quite quickly in this league, and they did only take two minutes on that drive. They, they kicked with, uh, I believe they kicked the field goal with 150 to go. But, yeah, I think, it, you know, they did – Yes, but sometimes you just have to you have to make plays that are going to get yardage, which it's a very good point that you make. And that's sometimes that's about your quarterback. You got to have a, a guy that you can trust to actually get the ball where it needs to be on the sideline. Case right. Cam's not yes. that dude. It is not an easy pass. You're, you're right. No question about that. Let's hear from a guy who created a lot of havoc today after really kind of a quiet couple of weeks, and that would be one D Ford. Big day for him. A lot of qu- quarterback pressures, and uh, D Ford spoke to reporters after the game. You know the tackles like beat before the snap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's hard to process like after the play, but I know, you know that's why the get offs are so crucial. But uh, and, and you know that yeah. what is it body language? I can tell where my hips are positioned and where his basically where his outside arm and his leg is. It's now he has to turn and run. It's no longer a kick. You gotta remember he's backpedaling, and I'm running. So I should, you should be able to win that race. Did that happen on all three of them today? No, um, they were they were different. Okay. Um, I think on the I can't, <laughs> I can't. It happened so fast. Uh, it happened a few times. So when you're in those situations, I mean, do you, do you have a different gear that you go to? And are you saying, hey, strip sack time? Or are you kind of doing what you do? No, nah, you can't You can't say that. I'll be lying if I did. You have to rush each time like you want, like you want to get there. Um, it was times I won when there wasn't a sack. So you just never know when he's going to hold it and when everything is going to kind of work itself out. When did you start to figure out how to execute the strip sack? And, and what are the techniques necessary to, to make that play happen? Uh, we've all known the technique. It's just a, a matter of getting better at executing. Uh, we all work it. We've been working this since college, maybe high school. With the way the league has gone, the evolution of, of football, we're working it in high school. So it's just a, a matter of execution and just being more efficient. When you feel like you get there, you almost avert your eyes towards the ball. Like if you know I'm one step away, now we're now located the football. Yeah, every, it's, and it's all instinctive, and that's the progression that you practice. Uh, you break pass rush down to get off, to the move, um, 
to the finish, which is the strip sack is part of it. Does it ever cross your mind, uh, the stuff, I mean, maybe I didn't see it before, but you are in a contract season. They talk about that, that big boost that kind of comes from that. Does that ever, mm-hmm. like, I want to perform to make sure that that part's taken care of next. Does that ever cross your mind in seasons like this, when you're, especially when you're performing well? I mean, it does, but I shut it off because I've said this before, I don't really do this for money. Uh, it's not a lot that I need at this point in my life. Uh, I'm not motivated by money. I love to play. I put a lot of work, a lot of time into this game and into my craft. Uh, money is not the motivator. The game is the motivator and the privilege to be able to play and play at a high level. What have you seen from Breland on the other side? You know, since Justin's been hurt, um, you know, him and Tano, how have you seen the play of those guys? Great, great job stepping up, man. Um, he's been able to keep working even in the midst of not playing as much, and that's hard to do. And it's just a credit to his uh, a credit to his film study and just working, uh, his consistency. And that's important for rookies and coming into this thing. You're not going to play as much as you want, but his focus is on point. So that's why he's getting success. Are you at the point right now where a, a three-sack game feels normal? No, a three-sack game never feels normal. I, I would – any – pass rush. Now, that's the expectation, but it just doesn't always happen that way. Uh, it still feels great. Yes, so how does this one feel? Then yeah, it you? feels great. It always feels great. Yeah. Well, I always talked about the uh, sudden change and defense reacting after that, like my mm-hmm. turnover. Why do you feel like you guys seem to do well with it? I mean, I think today was another time where you guys got the ball right back. What, right. Is there a mindset change? It's a, change? it's a mindset. It's a point of emphasis is what we practice in training camp, is what we practice in OTAs. Um, this is why Andy and Bob and uh, EB is so great uh, with what they do with us and as far as how we develop our habits. It's, we all said it at the same time. It's like, okay, sudden change, let's go. So it's just it's a mindset. When you get in third and long situations, is it the same thing? Is there a switch that flips in those situations? That you know Always, every third down, every third down. This is how we train. And if you are a good team, I'm pretty sure every team practices those situations. And the mindset flips. Yeah. Where's the defense now compared to where it was week one? Uh, we're getting better, man. We still got a, a long way to go, a lot of things to clean up, uh, especially me individually. And it starts with the individual, and we all know that. So we're just going to keep working. There is D. Ford. He had four tackles on the day solo. Three of them were sacks. And he also had three quarterback hits in the game, causing – Quite a bit of havoc today. He had been, I'd say, in a little bit of a flat spot the last few games. Comes back today with a good one, and they his, needed it. His leverage on the end, uh, on the edge, week after week, it's better and better and better. And today was was spectacular. He would have had another sack had not to, uh, he been held by his shoulder pads on a holding play that was not called. But his edge, the the way he gets the edge and the way he gets leverage and gets moving in a direction the tackles do not want to go is is pretty darn good right now. Let's take one more before we take another break, and that would be Gary. Chiefs winners, 30-23. to 23. Oh, great game, great game, guys. Uh, hey, I just got a couple comments, and I'll get off and let you talk what I, what I ask you. Um, you know, the offensive line doesn't get very much uh, praise and stuff. I think they're doing a hell of a job for me. Mahomes, and the other the other question is is what do you think about next year trying to get Tariq Hill to a long term contract? And I'll get off and 
let you listen. I'll listen to what you got to say. Well, I think I think they have to sign him to a long term contract next year, isn't that isn't that his fourth year? I'll let you know very soon. Yeah, I think that that's it's it is very soon for him. Chris Jones is coming up really soon. D right. Ford obviously next year. So uh, you know, it. I think uh, what do you you can if if you if you. What is the rule? Four, four, four years, but then the, if you, you... There's a fifth-year option for guys option earlier in, in the draft. Fifth, right. so that, that won't apply for Hill. Um, right, right. I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll yeah, apply for a second-rounder of, of Chris Jones either. I haven't heard any conversation about you, that. You have to you know, jump on a fifth, the fifth-year option or the person the year who comes prior. A, prior right. It's like D4's on his right now. Right. This but is D4's I think it's maybe only for first-round draft I think choices. that's correct. And uh, they're, they're slotted throughout the draft. The way that he has responded both on and off the field, the fact that he has been available, and even though he's a smaller guy, he has played almost all the time, uh, I think mitigates in his favor for the Chiefs wanting to sign him to a long-term contract. Now, it all depends on what the expectations of the player are because – we know now that just f- for a while, for running backs, and still now, although it's swung back a little bit, I think, where mm-hmm. you know they draft them in the first round if they think they're really good, people don't want to pay wide receivers. Yeah. yeah but, you know, the, or pay wide receivers like rush ends and quarterbacks and things like that. And if he wants, like, Beckham money, I don't think he's going to get it. I but think he But if he, he wants might. Sammy Watkins money— I think you'll get it. He is under contract through next season also, okay. Tyreek Hill is, which is a good piece of leverage for the Chiefs because we say, hey, instead of making 800 grand next year, next year we'll, we'll let you make $8 million, But right. we're also going to pay you less over the rest of the years, right. all of that. Um, I think that he's going to get money from the Chiefs. I think he's going to make more money than Sammy Watkins for more years than Sammy Watkins. I don't think he'll break the Beckham number as of this moment, but I think he's going to challenge it. I really do. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten is the phone number. We'll hear from more players and talk more about the Chiefs' big win today, seven and one. More importantly, they won the coin toss again. <laughs> yes, eight in a row, undefeated on the coin toss. The Chiefs' post game show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. 16-14 Kansas City. 10.28 to go in the third quarter. A triangle of eligible receivers right. They sprint. Robinson to the outside. Mahomes steps up. Crossing pattern. Sammy Watkins. 10. Angling right. 5. Sprints into the end zone. Touchdown. Kansas City. Sammy Watkins tastes the sweet nectar of the end zone for the second time in this game. Ah, that sweet nectar of the end zone. And in this case, it's brought to you by Central Bank of the Midwest. Play the game. Take a new look at what's possible with Central Bank of the Midwest. Visit centralbank.net. Second 100-yard catch game for Sammy Watkins as a Kansas City Chief. And he had plenty to say after the game. Sammy, it's your first multi-touchdown game since you had three in 2017. How does that feel? Um, it just feel great, you know, um, not just to score two times, but to get the win and um, do it at a high level and, you know, just go out there and play my play my style of game, run around, have fun, throw some good blocks, and um, everybody catch a lot of balls. What was different for you this week? I mean, you've been kind of, you've had some big games, but you haven't scored since actually week three of this season. What, what was the difference today? I think it just started from my preparation during the week. Um, I practiced fast. I play fast in practice, and it kind of translated during the week. Um, I'm healthy, and um, just really going out there, having fun, playing. I think that's the biggest part is um, playing fast and enjoying the um, 
on Sundays. Sammy, has it been hard to be patient? Um, not at all. I mean, I, I kind of went to the Rams and it was kind of the same situation. That kind of helped my game um, with blocking and just staying engaged and um, just giving that fuel to other guys that's out there making plays. Hey, what's the difference between now and early in your career in Buffalo? I know there were times you weren't happy. You didn't think you were getting the ball Yeah, I was young and I was <laughs> kind of ego, ego tripping. And um, now I'm kind of older and understand that it's, just, it's a team goal. Um, and every week it's going to change. Um, next week, Tyreek might have. 180 yards, or Kelsey might have 180 yards. I might have 30, and um, it's gonna switch up with all these um, star athletes running around. No, I know I'm not gonna get 50 targets. That's not realistic. Does it easier to make a difference? I mean, when you guys are winning each week? Um, most definitely. Um, I just think we as a group gotta um, continue to be unselfish and um, know that we're, we're a great team and we gotta spread the ball around and um, continue to do the right things. Does playing on offense like this take the pressure off you? And if so, does that help you play more free? Honestly, yes. Um, it's not all about me or any guy on this team. Um, you know, if I'm not open, I know Travis gonna be open. I can literally run my route but watch him catch the ball, and it feel great um, to see everybody out there making plays. You mentioned before, Sam, the idea that being in this offense, there were going to be opportunities to go against linebackers. Your first touchdown was a guy, a linebacker, against you in space. Just how much of what you envision this offense with you being has, has become what it is? That's how special this offense is, I think. Um, with so many guys, we get different matchups on safeties, linebackers, and um, coach kind of just throw us in different places, different weeks, and um, everybody get the um, opportunity to go out there and display their talents. You're known for, you know, scoring red zone touchdowns. What, what's really the key down there? What's, what makes you successful there? Um, everything is a little bit quicker. Um, and you, once you're playing fast and, and Pat throwing the ball the way he's been throwing, um, you have no choice but, but to catch the ball and score. That airplane celebration, the end zone, was that a Starship 14, or where did that come from? Coach kind of gave me that name, and I'm just running with it, and um, I just did it. Um, I've been doing it all week in practice, so that's something that just hopped out, and um, it, was, it was actually nice. Gear. <laughs> Finishing a sentence for the discussion we're having here. There's Sammy Watkins, and uh, he had an excellent day today as Sammy has the first, as you heard the first question, multiple touchdown game for him as a chief with two touchdowns, eight catches, 107 yards, nine targets, eight receptions. That is a mighty nice percentage. And Sammy Watkins with an excellent day today as uh, Sammy Watkins and the Chiefs win it by a score of 30-23. to 913-3810-810 is the phone number. Dave gets the next word. Hello, Dave. Uh, hey, Danny. Uh, first off, I was the first caller when you switched over from 980 to 810, so I'm like <laughs> a lot of people. Uh, just ecstatic to hear you back on the air again. Well, thank you very much. And, and I'd like to congratulate you and Brad for having the um, most exciting um, sports talk show probably in all of sports with our offense and our defense. Thanks. What about Josh? Thank, no, thanks. Josh, I, no, Josh, Josh is here too. here too. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, sorry, John. Josh. <laughs> nope, John is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, What's up? First off on the game, it was, yep. was kind of nice to see the opposing coach have poor – time management skills as opposed to ours. <laughs> I, I was astonished, like seven minutes to go, and they're down two scores. There was no urgency. They were running the play clock down to five seconds. They were running the ball. I, I thought that was a huge key to our win. And um, I'm amazed because I, I like uh, Alex Smith more than I think most people did in Kansas City. And here we are halfway through the season, and Patrick Mahomes has tied Alex Smith's <laughs> yes. Career high for touchdowns. Yes, he has. And you, you had a 
uh, saying early in the year, and I think you should almost look at putting it on a shirt when you call the um, Patrick Mahomes light and a light day. And I, I just thought he had a good day. I didn't think mm-hmm. he had an amazing day. Right. But, but, uh, <laughs> but it was still his, four his, touchdowns. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah I his, know his average, his average game is 300 yards, four touchdowns and an interception right. against a, a top 10 pass defense that has probably the best combo edge rushers in the league. And it's just astonishing to me yeah. how much he has raised, not just the ceiling, which we all knew um, from his arm strength, but just the floor and what, what amazing quarterback play he's capable of. No question. That is an excellent call and excellent points there. I couldn't <laughs> say it better myself. Thanks for the call, Blaine. And <laughs> it's all right. He's just he God. just likes us better. <laughs> <laughs> Stinking millennials. That's fair. Yeah. I did get a I did get a laugh though. He was talking about the edge rushers for Thanks the for Denver, the nice words, by the way. And call. Von Miller actually got a sack today. They did. You and Jeff Schwartz, the now retired lineman, I think was taking a little jab at his brother with a compliment as well, saying well, Von Miller got his first sack against Mitchell Schwartz in four or five matchups, so it was kind yeah. of, hey, I'm pointing out that you did let one go, but I'm also <laughs> pointing out that you've gone four and five games without. <laughs> Schwartz also mentioned on Twitter today that, that Von Miller was actually switching sides a lot. Yeah. You know whose name I didn't hear a single time for three hours? Eric Fisher. He held down. Like There, there were a couple of instances where guys were getting around the corners and getting up the middle and everything, but I never heard Eric Fisher's name called out, and as those guys were switching sides, Chubb and, and Miller especially, Fisher and Schwartz were predominantly extremely good against a very tough matchup. Well, Miller uh, really, really struggled. I, I watched the, their individual battle quite a bit today. Mm-hmm. And Schwartz, I, I don't know whether he's in his head or whatever, but Schwartz was taking this sort of very simple, it seemed, technique. He just would back up and try to square up about four yards away with a quick step back. That's probably was the key mm-hmm. to it. And Miller just couldn't figure out how to get around him, or at least in time. And, hey, a lot of this stuff and a lot of the credit goes to Pat Mahomes because he's getting rid, yes. rid of the ball quickly. And, you know, Case Keenum would have been sacked a few times mm-hmm. today if he yep. played for the Chiefs, but uh, not Patrick Mahomes. Let's take one more before our next break, and that would be Jeff. And, uh, Jeff, you're on after the Chiefs' victory today. All right. Hey, this is Jeff, uh, former St. Louis Rams fan here. <laughs> I went to school and. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, kind of separated myself from the NFL, but now I'm moving up to Kansas City, so looking to become a Kansas City Chiefs fan here. And uh, you know, it's been a great season so far. But what I want to know is uh, uh, what's gonna what's gonna change this year to translate you know this uh, season success into the playoffs, uh, jump over those hurdles in the playoffs. So thanks. All right. Well, I would direct you to a now slightly dated podcast at dannyclinksgill.com. Very good. <laughs> uh, which I Always what branding. I what I point out in that, and what I'd like Chiefs fans to do is just not to worry about that right now. You know, I this team's too much fun, uh, and you know when we get we'll, we'll, we can start to make sort of those type of estimations. You know, for a week week when we play the Rams, mm-hmm. when the Chiefs play the Rams. Rams and the Chargers. Yeah. Yep. You know, those games are, you know, they're kind of litmus tests at that point. And then as we grow close to the playoffs, you know, think about the playoffs. But this season's too much fun. This this could be a Super Bowl season. I'm not saying maybe a Super Bowl championship season. And, and to me, it seems like it will be a, likely an AFC championship game. Mm-hmm season at the very least yeah so i don't think you just fast forward 
to the playoffs. And this is not an ideal playoff team. It's not. If you want to, if you want to go down that road, uh, but this is the NFL of 2018. Right. What we said earlier, Josh, is that the Rams are the only well-rounded team in the National Football League, perhaps, yep. and they have two points today. Yes, they're getting it's outscored by a better time. quarterback. Yeah, like <laughs> that's in, to a team that was a, at home. Right. They're losing at home to Aaron Rodgers right now. In front right. of tens of fans. Yes, right. dozens, <laughs> dozens of fans. But that's the thing. The Chiefs are not a very well-rounded football team right now, but they have the singular most dominant unit in football. It's better than the Jags' defense, even at its peak, because the Chiefs knock them off that peak. It's better than, than any offense in football— Unless you want to say that now the Patriots have hit their stride with Josh Gordon, and they can have those two teams neck and neck if you want, but they are truly neck and neck. The Patriots had a little bit better defense in that game, so they ended up winning. I think the Chiefs' offense, you could argue, is actually the better unit. It's it's one of the two most dominant units in football that the Chiefs have, and that a team with a unit like that's going to win the Super Bowl this year. Maybe it's the Chiefs, maybe it's the Patriots, maybe it's the Rams, but someone with a dominant unit on either side of the, of the ball is going to win the Super Bowl this year. There is no well-rounded team left. Right. I, I do think the Rams are— more well-rounded than most. Yes. Now today, today certainly they they don't look the part, but you know they look like they're about to score a touchdown here. So, so maybe they have defense number three and offense number three. Like, right. do you want that or offense one and paired with maybe defense twenty-five? I don't know. I think, I think I'd probably still lean to what the Rams have. I think I think I would too because you know you can't. I think the Rams do have the ability perhaps to slow down the Chiefs because they have such an imposing uh, defensive line that can so create that about the Jags that can I was create. With you. Havoc, right, from more than just uh, edge rushers and so mm-hmm. on. But the Jags were like that, too. There's mm-hmm. no question about that. Uh, although we we know now, I think, that the Jags were a dysfunctional unit. And their offense and is they're up not and down. T- yes. And they're not together as a group. That's true. And I think the Rams are in their own superhero type of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Uh, it, I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be a great football game. I yep. mean, that will be really fun. And if the Chiefs go out and and kind of just do their thing mm-hmm. against the Rams, then I don't think you have to worry about the flaws then, right? Because you will have taken out the next best team, or in some people's mind, maybe that will change today if they lose to the Packers. Packers, the best team in football. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten is the phone number. We'll hear from Chris Jones in our next segment. Wrap things up as the Chiefs are winners today. They roll to seven and one with a thirty to twenty three win. The Chiefs post game show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Keenum. We'll go three by two and empty the backfield. He's got Booker in there wide. Now Keenum's in trouble. Trying to get free. He will not get free from Stone Cold. Stone Cold Chris Jones buries Keenum. Third sack of the game. This time back at the 10-yard line. And the Chiefs defense gets off the field. And thanks Stone Cold Jones for a loss of 10 on the sack. There's Mitch Holtis and his highlight right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. And we'll call make that our call of the day. Sponsored by the Kansas City Steak Company. Take your tailgate game to a new level. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com. Get their hottest deals at their retail store at 5140 Kansas Avenue in KCK. The Kansas City Steak Company gifts that sizzle. Chris Jones, to me, is a very mercurial player. You know, the Chiefs once again were steamrolled on the ground today, which means that, at least in some regard, Chris Jones is culpable for that. But 
He did create some havoc in the backfield Big and sack. got himself a sack. So Chiefs are winners 30-23, to 23, and it's always fun to listen to the always affable Chris Jones. Oh, well, you know, let's take it week by week. Let's not get to analyzing ahead of ourselves. We're just going to take it week by week, game by game. You guys good? It didn't seem like there was as much maybe energy coming off the field. I don't know if I'm reading too much. It's just going to be going nuts today. Not as much. Is there a reason for that? Did you feel like you left some plays out there maybe? I don't feel like we left anything out there. A win is a win. Um, a win is not easy in this league. It's in the NFL. So um, I feel like guys are probably just tired to, uh, too, uh, too tired to celebrate. You know? But um, a win is a win. Uh, I think everyone's smiling in here. So, um, you know, let's take the win, learn from our mistakes. Hey, Chris, Bob Sutton talked uh, earlier in the week about how the defense he, he asks upon you when, like, there's a critical change in play, a turnover, a bad punt, something to change the field position that's more difficult for the defense, but he asks you guys to step up in those moments. Um, you know, you did that again today. You, you immediately get the sacks after the interception. Like, you get the ball right back, right, strip sacks. So, so in those moments, is that something Bob has continued to emphasize for you guys? Yeah, um, throughout the week, we go through schemes that uh, put us in situations like that. So it's like normal for us. So we can just go out and play our game. Oh, yeah. You're going to start doing that every week, huh? Yeah, he's just jumping all over the place and um, carry two in the end zone with him. Um, Kareem, um, he's a workhorse, man. He's a workhorse from practice to the game. And, you know, I give all the props to that guy. He worked for it. That's good. Thank you. What goes into making a strip sack? Being that mindful of it as you're approaching the quarterback. Just being relentless. Just being relentless. How much do you and D talk about that? You guys are both pretty good when it comes to having those opportunities. Uh, we don't really have to talk about it. It's just um, it's an understandable plan on this defense. you got to be relentless as a player, but more so as a pass rusher. Chris Jones with the sack today, and he always has fun when he gets the sack and just a big part of the Chiefs' 32-23 victory today. Maybe to the point I was making before about Mercurial, Chris Jones had one tackle today, that sack. (laughs) As a matter of fact, and it doesn't always tell the story of a defensive player, but uh, maybe for Chris Jones it did today. What a great day today for the Chiefs once again, but a a standard issue great day to me. Patrick Mahomes, a couple of dicey decisions before touchdown passes. One a shovel pass. I'll continue to point that out. But a quarterback rating in the 120s again. And a great day for Sammy Watkins. Two touchdowns. Chiefs 7-1. and one. Uh, The only downside, the four false starts on offense in a home game. Two by Chris Conley, who's not good enough to do that. And the thing I learned today, that you can actually stop the action to change whether or not you accept or decline a penalty. I think you should be charged a penalty or a timeout for that. I didn't know that. It's your fault. You didn't know what was better for your team. I can't believe well, that the NFL allows the team to do that. I, I think maybe it's just because the next play hadn't run. I don't know if that's yeah. the case or not. But anyway, they did change their mind, and it was a wise decision for them to yes, change their mind. Yes, it was. The bad news is we're not going to get to see Vance Joseph do that against the Chiefs again. Because no. he coaches last game against the Chiefs today. I'm yes. almost certain of it. <laughs> yes. uh, the offense is good. We knew that already. The defense isn't good enough. It's a little bit opportunistic, but that's not very consistent. This defense needs to be able to create turnovers like it did today more often and more consistently. They do it over the rest of the season. I'll start buying a little bit, but turnovers are kind of random. The Chiefs need more of that for me to, to think that this defense isn't going to eventually cause them a problem, but the offense is great. Timely fourth quarter for the defense. And coming up next, the conclusion of Sporting Kansas City and LAFC, and then the final whistle right here on Sports Radio 810. It's 1-1 Sporting and LAFC.
the official broadcast partner of your AFC West champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Sports Radio 810 WHB.